Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your host, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex. Or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 83 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I am your host, Steve, along with my three co-hosts. Back at it once again, Devin, Mike, and JD. And guys, I am excited to be with you. It has been 69 days since we've had early access to this game that we've been playing. 62 days Mm -hmm. since launch. And did you guys know that there's only 43 days until EA Play 2019? And I I, I tell you this because this is... I am guessing when we're going to get a pretty big dump. You know what? I mean, this could all change. This is just wild stuff. <laughs> but but if, you, if you have, if you're going to take a big dump, you would do it at EA Play, right? And the porta potties that they have in the back, I don't recommend uh, that. That was not there, a pretty sight last time we were there. Gosh. It was pretty I bad. I mean, Woo. if you're trying to clear out the lines and lines of people at EA Play, dump, <laughs> dropping a dump in a porta potty would be the way to do it. Okay. So I say this because we're all going to be there. We're going to be headed out there. We're going to see, I'm hoping we're going to see the beginning of act two, hopefully by this time in 43, I mean, in 43 days, it doesn't sound like a lot of time to be at the end of act number two, but maybe they, of act number one, but maybe they send us a preview, right? So I'm excited for that. Um, couple things. We're just going to jump right into it because there's a lot to talk about with Anthem today. We've had a live stream. We've had the drop of the sunken. Um, we have had multiple posts by developers, which has been a surprise um, this week. So we're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss patch 1.1.0 that brought a lot of changes and a couple of issues that have popped up. So we're going to talk about all this stuff. Whenever you guys want to stop me, um, you guys say, hey, I want to talk about this thing. Or if chat wants to... Jump in and say, hey, I want you guys to talk about this. Um, we can do that. Just let us know. Um, and if you have feedback for the show or you want to call in, you can send us emails at freelancercodex at gmail.com. You can send us a message or a voice message at 505-386-7917. And that's free long distance, I'm told. Um, but who knows about that anymore? And guys, we got a new box. It's free international also, long distance. I mean, I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. Remember when international plans were a thing? I don't. No one does. We have a new boss. Rain Bayek Grimson is a new patron um, of ours, and we are very appreciative of our patrons. They help facilitate a lot of the costs that um, go into making a podcast for hosting and all that fun stuff. And you know what? It actually does help us out a ton. So if you want to join them as our rank of boss in the rank of boss of this podcast, you can do that at patreon.com slash freelancer codex. Or you can be like Rusted and just whenever he has a chance, just shoot us a couple bucks to help support us. Um, Rusted's been very cool about that, helping out this show um, get to 83 episodes. So it's very exciting. Um, I want to discuss something with you guys. And first, have I'm we gonna... started? We have started. <laughs> Where you been, Mike? Yeah, I mean, like even nine. It is nine oh four actually. So you watch. I mean, previously I'm you're like dinner. Whatever. You're, you're like whatever. the guy that's like, let's start early. Okay. So just whatever. Um JD, let me ask you a question. Thanks, guys. Appreciate no, Devin, up. let me let me ask you a question. Um nope. no, I'm not gonna ask let, any questions. No, should ask you anything. 
Uh, I, I'm going to talk about loot. Loot is the big topic still. This is the topic that's been going on for some time. Previously, we've talked about what we feel that the loot should be. We've talked about legendaries. What is the purpose? Are we chasing masterworks? Are we chasing legendaries? Are we chasing the inscriptions? Right now, um, I don't think that legendary chase is effective at all at keeping people playing the game. There's been a lot of talk about, you know what? What would happen if we increase the legendary drop rate? What if legendary contracts, legendary missions, strongholds guaranteed a legendary? And when you when I put I posted a poll today and asked this question and a lot of people came back and said, "You know what? If we do that, people are going to stop playing because they have all the gear that they want and they won't have anything to play for." Okay? And in my mind, I'm like, "You know what? People have stopped playing because they're not getting gear. Because the grind isn't fun. People have stopped playing for a lot of reasons." And if I were to say, hey, guys, there's guaranteed legendaries at these missions, like, would that make you guys stop playing the game? Would you, like, get six or eight and just stop playing the game, JD? I, I mean, well, no, not not at all. I mean, I mean, in my book, it's a little bit it's a little bit like Destiny, you know, where, yeah, death, like exotics had a different drop rate, you know, exotics, like some people just had no exotics. But the whole thing is that. You could also do these exotic quest lines that, yeah, they took a, a long time. Yeah, they had some really intricate and strange steps that you had to fulfill certain conditions with certain amount of people doing certain things at a certain time, even down to like waiting for a certain daily mission. But the whole thing is that, yeah, eventually it was building towards something. And while you were, uh, while you were building towards the end of that quest to get that exotic, there was a chance that during all that gameplay, you could have gotten more exotics. Um, I, I know for me, we, we've been mentioning it, uh, in the discord, we've been mentioning it uh, on the podcast here and there, but I'm at 140 hours and I have six legendaries and four of which were, uh, well, no, three of which, uh, were basically like all in one weekend. Um, and it, it was just insane. It was just insane. Right. Um, and it, and as we think of the legendaries, like we think that of that in Anthem as, you know what, this is what we're going for. Devin, I know when we were playing Destiny a ton, we were always like, man, it really sucks that we can only equip one exotic. I mean, we yep. didn't like that as players. But like looking back at it now with the system that we have now, was Bungie just like, you know what, we have to let them only have one because if they try to equip all these, you know, legendaries in every slot it's going to make that grind like that much worse because they're going because players are going to assume that this is the goal. Right. So do you think like they had it right? No, I don't, Only I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think that was no. Why not? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think it's no. interesting. Like their, their exotics okay. were more exotic than our legendaries are in Anthem. Right. So the legendaries in Anthem are, <clears throat> they're just barely a step above masterworks. They're not really legendary. In my opinion, I mean, we've talked about this before, and uh, we'll see what they change it to. But I think the exotics were really a step above, you know, I, I don't even know what those purples were or whatever color it was. They were legendary. They were legendaries. So the, so the, thing, legendary. is, the thing is with, with the Destiny exotics is that not only were they exotic and they were a high-level stuff, but each of those exotic weapons slash armor pieces had a had a perk that made them that. So you got to build your you yes. you got to you made your build around that exotic and you tailored it 
to that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the, that was the purpose of the exotics in Destiny. Um, here, not so much. Like Devin said, they're a step below. Um, they don't have that, like, awesome, amazing perk that that really defines what they are. They have perks that are nice, but they don't define what they are. And so I, I, I think that's why we get to – we only were able to equip one in Destiny. So, and now, as, well, as I went on Twitter and talked about this, um, someone <laughs> came back and said to me, he's like, you know what? You know, when I get a legendary, I want it to feel legendary, so I don't want them to be handed out. And I came back with this. It's like, you know what? The legendaries, like you guys just said, they're not legendary. Sometimes they're not even as good as the masterworks that we have. So there's this huge problem that we have, you know, we have this fear that if we increase increase the loot drop rate, that people are going to stop playing, which seems so weird to me. It's like, okay... Like, and, and a while ago, I was like, yeah, maybe that would happen. Maybe if everyone didn't have anything to grind for, they would just stop playing the game. But then as the weeks and weeks progressed, it's like, okay, people are stopping to play the game. They're not playing anymore because the loot dra- the loot drops are bad. There's no reason to do Grandmaster 3. Someone said, you know what? I don't want my legendaries handed to me for doing nothing. I want to be challenged and get them that way. I'm like, well, there's is there challenging? Do you guys feel like there's challenging content in Anthem right now that makes you play a different way, that makes you feel like, you know what, I just beat this, I feel accomplished, and I feel like I deserve this legendary? Is there anything like that in the content right now that makes you feel like you accomplished well, something? I mean, I I, 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 brief, I just briefly want to revisit what you said about the Masterworks because uh, that's, that's the biggest problem in my book with the legendaries is that i equipped the legendaries that i got because i wanted to be able to perform at grandmaster three eat well more easily to you know increase my chances of or like grandmaster two or grandmaster three I, w- I wanted to increase my chances of performing better and increase my chances of dropping more legendaries you know because I, I i've i've been upping my luck i've been doing everything everyone has been recommending to get more legendaries but the whole thing is that my build right now is now awful because the legendaries that have dropped are not at all anywhere close to my play style and the uh, the inscriptions on them are not that great the the whole thing is that a lot of my masterwork equipment ends up being better and more conducive to my play style and the inscriptions are much better but the difference is is that it's a uh, it's a difference in power level and that difference in power level does make a small difference in gameplay. But the whole thing is that, like, I was able to, like, optimize my build by getting more and more masterworks. And I don't see that being an option with legendaries as they currently are. Because you're just basically taking whatever you get. And the odds of you getting two of the same legendary are very low. Uh, or at least they feel, well, they, they feel low to me. They, they, they feel low to me. And the whole thing is that, like the inscriptions on the legendaries don't feel legendary. I think uh, Will just put out a video either yesterday or this morning, uh, your anthem, uh, and where he basically suggested like maybe having legendaries have like a base minimum in, uh, inscription level, uh, depending on what uh, grandmaster level it drops from. You know, like have, having there be a bare minimum. Because if you get a legendary with less than 25% anything, I feel like you might as well just stick with masterwork and just bear the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about that quite a bit, right? That maybe adding a, another 
instead of just the exact same text that's there for Masterworks, and somehow it's a legendary version just because it has more inscriptions. Um, you know, maybe it needs more in the base level, like you're saying, like another um, automatic inscription that's going to be there if you get that legendary, and then the inscription stats change and in, in are different. But um, yeah, no, I mean, there's there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I think, you know, in the short term, boosting the drop rate for that is an easy fix because in the long run, that that whole system is going to change anyways. So. I don't. I don't see it as a big deal. Like right now, I mean, I get a lot of duplicate uh, legendaries for my gear. Nice. Yeah, it must be I, nice. I don't. I. <laughs> I don't want um, to. And I just think, come to me when you're come to me when you're done. And I think there's a huge <laughs> discrepancy with that between people that get them and people that don't get them. And one thing that someone came at me. Uh, this this person was a streamer. Plays you know five to eight days a week. There's eight days in his week. Um, that said, you know what? I play a lot of people come to me and they say this, I want, you know, I think it should be people that, that earn them, right? They, they want to be able to say, I earned this. I got this. You didn't because you didn't put the time in. And I forgot what what I was going to say, Devin. I just totally lost my train of thought. You were saying, uh, it was a really good point too. I'm just going to skip it. I'm going to go on. But so, so what do you mean? What do you mean? Earn it? Like you have to earn it. Like, so and, and this like, is the was thing. There, you, was there idea that that you get too many legendaries by not putting in as much time as I do? Is that I, was that the kind of where they were going? I, I posited the question: If you could do Grandmaster one, two, and three, get a legendary, a guaranteed legendary from running a legendary contract mission or stronghold, which one would you do more of? And they said, "Well, they shouldn't guarantee a legendary at Grandmaster one. You should only guarantee a legendary at Grandmaster three." Because it's the hardest content and people shouldn't be able to get these things by just showing up and playing the game. So it's very, like in my eyes, it's very much a gatekeeping elitist mentality that, oh, if you don't do Grandmaster 3, then you don't deserve this. And, I, and I'm, huh. like, I'm like, Grandmaster 3 isn't more difficult mechanically than Grandmaster 1, Grandmaster 2. Currently, um, like there, there's nothing that... that if I were to do a yeah. Grandmaster 3, I wouldn't have the feeling of accomplishment. Like, oh, man, I can't believe I did that. I'm so good at this game. It's just, you know what? I have to stand back, and this is going to take me 20 minutes longer than it would normally, right? Well, and they yeah. even acknowledge yeah. that in the stream. They're like, we understand, you know, the bullet sponginess in Grandmaster 2 and 3 of the enemies is not what we want, you know, and it's something that has to be worked on and fixed and changed because... Just, I mean, like you said, doing it on three is is really just a waste of time for most things, and especially if you're doing strongholds and that, and that, because you can do so many more and run so many more and have higher chances of getting loot than you can right. from doing the Grandmaster three, and where it takes forever because the boss is a bullet sponge. Right. right. And 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 it go. I mean, there's. I think this is a puzzle. It's like one of those puzzles where you have to move the a little square over to make the, the full picture. Like you move one thing, you have to move multiple things, right? This isn't an easy fix of, oh, this is where I'm going. They said that, you know what? If we increase the drop rate now, players are going to get used to it. And if they have to change it with their new update, people are going to be upset. I think, and- <laughs> I think we've learned that people are going to be upset. Right. And you I, know what? I don't, I don't think that... So just for my two cents on on loot rate and dropness and all that stuff, 
I have I have put in not as many hours as Devin. I, I had to take a week off. I was gone for work. Um, but I'm but I'm kind of close up to Devin. I don't have um, the amount of legendaries that he has, and I think because I was I was thinking about it. I think it's because I haven't done um, as much of the higher level content that Devin has. But I've still gotten but I've still gotten legendaries to the point where. I'm making progress and I feel like I'm making progress. I haven't gotten any duplicates, which is great because I think I would get um, not annoyed, but it would be like a thing. If I got, if I got a duplicate, I'd be like, er, I got a duplicate, but then I'd keep playing. So I'm building my, my, um, my items are becoming legendary as it were. I think I'm half and half now, half masterwork, half legendary with one um, purple in there. Please get that fixed soon, guys. I'd appreciate that. Um, but I, I don't feel like it's a. I don't feel like I haven't earned them. I don't feel like they've been given to me. I don't feel like I'm waiting exorbitant amount of time, an exorbitant amount of time in between legendaries. Um, so for me, like, like it all feels good for me right now. And so, well, so, that, so that's my two cents. I don't feel like it's. I don't feel like I'm being taken advantage of. I don't feel like. And, and I and I don't think they're taking advantage of us. My my thought is, Anthem is a looter shooter. It's an action looter shooter, right? Um, part right. of that is shooting things. Part of that is getting loot. Currently, right. you're not getting the loot. Devin, how often do you play on Grandmaster Three? Um, I when I'm by myself, I play a lot on free play, but I don't do anything else besides free play on Grandmaster Three. Because right. anything else is a waste of time. Right. So I play exclusively Grandmaster 2. Not because you, I can't go up to 3. It's because, like Devin said, it's a waste of time. You can get through content quicker. And there's no perceptible improvement to drop rates when you go to Grandmaster 3. So all you're doing is wasting your time. And people may say, yeah. oh, well, it's the hardest content and you got to earn it. It's like, no. that If there was a system to where, yeah, maybe it was harder. And there was mechanically something different that you had to show you know what? Okay, this is a hard mode raid in Destiny. Those raids, like, those are harder. When you do a hard mode raid, mechanically, it's harder. You have to be on point. You have to be able to perform. Functions, more enemies. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And and that's a, that's a perceptible difference in the difficulty. Right now, we don't have that. So that's another thing that has to be adjusted. The Grandmaster difficulties have to be adjusted. So when I... And I talk a lot about the loot because... For one, I don't want the legendary to be like, this is the goal. I want the build with the inscriptions to be the goal because that's the loop, right? That's what keeps me coming back. Okay, this legendary dropped with three of the inscriptions that I need. But if I want to push my build to the next level, I need it to have this critical inscription and I need it to have, you know, this number. That keeps me playing. I don't just get six or eight, however many total items that we get i don't get 12 of those legendaries of a you know mixed bag of assortments that you go buy at the store when you get the candy that has all the nasty candy in it you don't just stop after that it's like oh i got 12 of them i guess i'm done that's a weird idea to me it's like why would you stop there i played diablo for hundreds of hours because you know what this thunder fury i know i can get a better roll on it i know if i get another one it's gonna be better it's like, okay, I guess I'm done because I got it. It's just a weird idea that we're like gatekeeping. It's like, oh, you didn't put in the time. You're not doing Grandmaster 3, so you don't deserve a legendary. It's just a weird mentality to take. Like, 
to say that people would leave because of this, like the exact opposite is, or if we made that change, people would leave. People have left because there is no gear that they're getting. They're not feeling like they're progressing. We have people that haven't hit legendary or haven't gotten legendaries in three weeks of playtime. I mean, these might be people that are hardcore. We've got hardcore people that, yeah, they probably have more because they've put in, you know, hundreds of more hours because they're streaming it eight days a week. But we have normal people that have jobs and have other responsibilities that if they're not feeling like they're progressing in a game after three weeks, they're going to drop it and they're going to go play something else. So you can either change it now where we're kind of like at an all-time low of player morale, of developer morale, I'm sure. Why would you not do something to increase that? Why are you going to let us kick against the pricks that, you know what, nothing is changing, but we're going to keep going in there hoping that somehow it'll change. We got zero talk of loot in the 1.10 patch, zero talk of it during the stream, except to say that, go look at the patch notes. So I guess I'm just super frustrated that nothing is changing after all this time where the whole entirety of the player base is saying one word and it's loot. Yeah, I think, you know, they they mentioned it in the patch notes where it's basically like they, right now, you know, to change the system, they have to make a big change, right? And so they're doing all they can with the small inter- incremental uh, patches and changes right now until they can get that, that big stuff implemented. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're in a hard spot because it, it does take time to redo these systems that you know unfortunately they didn't have time to fully flesh out and get all the way in there you know um they talked about diablo as a reference we've talked about diablo for years um being a reference and all the things that they could do and, and there's and there's, there's so there's, many yeah there's and there's so nothing many systems that resembles that it use. and there's yeah, nothing no, that and, resembles and diablo i i can understand like in diablo there's you know if you want the ancient um shoot what are they called Ancient legendary. Ancient legendary? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you have to get to a certain level. Like you have to equip your gear. You have to get all the best stuff to beat uh, like level 70. Um, Greater Rift. Greater Rift. Yeah. And so, but then you have a chance of starting to drop that stuff. So I can understand, okay, you have really good versions of loot that drop, but you have to get your character a certain level and you have to keep playing and playing and playing until you can beat content at a certain level and then you can start getting the drops for the higher stuff but that also includes like being able to re-roll stats and you know more systems than we have in place right so there's a lot of great systems they can pull from and a lot of things that they could implement and it's just going to take time and and i mean on the one hand if they implement it and like you said people get used to it that's fine I, i think that's not that wouldn't be a problem because when they say okay that old loot system is now completely gone. This is our whole new loot system. So drop rates are going to be different. Things are all going to be different. So there's an easy way to explain, okay, what was happening before was for player enjoyment because of the system that was in place. And now we have a whole new system and this is what what's in its place. And so things are going to be different while you guys are playing. And that's something you need to be aware of. So if they were just upfront about it, you know, when they changed it, I don't see it as a, as an issue. Or it right. shouldn't be an issue. They've got community managers. They can put out a video. It doesn't need to be a live stream. Put out a video. Say, these are the changes. This is what it's going to be. I mean, and then and then go from there. Like, if you want to focus on a build, you have to be able to put those pieces together. And right now, you cannot put any pieces together in the game. And rant. Mike, will you talk about patch 1.1.0, <laughs> 1. 1. please? Um, 
Well, we'll talk about the patch that dropped on Tuesday. Um, we highlighted a couple of the things here that we wanted to talk about, some of the big changes. There are a lot of changes in this patch. I suggest you go read it. Some of them are kind of cool. Some of them are just number changes. But I highlighted a couple of the important ones here. So, Mike, you want to take us through a couple of these, please? So here are some of the patch notes from 1.1.0 that Stephen finds important. <laughs> and if Stephen finds them important, we here at the show find them important. Because wow. Steven's the one that updates this document. It's and true. we appreciate him for all that he does. <laughs> we have, well, not we, I say we. Um, what is the pronoun that I'm going to use here? Us? Um, let's just do it this collective. way. Anthem has added the ability to access the forge during missions, strongholds, and free play. You can now change your gear without having to return to the fort or the launch bay. I, for one, am glad of this change. I think it makes sense. Others find it really, really odd and want the lore behind it, which is cool, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I... <laughs> whatever. I, but I, 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 I really want to talk I, about this, I, okay? Can... I know you do, but I'm not going to let you because you've ranted enough and we need to be in a happy place. And we are like, we're like minus 10 right now on our show's homeostatic... Um, Ooh, um, from whatever it is. Anyway, so Steve, you can have like a couple seconds to talk about it. Okay, Cameron Dayton went and on to Twitter. Done. We're going to move on. <laughs> added we, the ability has been added to select contracts from the start of the expedition screen, <laughs> rather than going to the individual contracts contract boards in Fort Tars- Tarsus or the launch bay, which again is saving a step, saving a screen. Um, I think it's a step in the right direction to be able to do that. If you don't want to go into the fort and talk to everybody that you have to talk to and walk around, it's a thing. For those of you who still want to go into the fort and do that, by all means, go do that. Steve likes to say, you do you. So go ahead and do it. Um, Number three here, added the ability to launch a new mission from the end of expedition screen without having having to return to Fort Tarsus or the launch bay. Again, great fix. Um, it was frustrating when you had to kind of go back in just to go back out and start a new thing, especially there are when you caveats to change it. your build. There are caveats also. I mean, if you if you did get a new piece, well, but but that should be changed now, now that you can access uh, the forge. So not the loot, right? So you can't do half of the options. You can't select them from there. Half of them, you have to go back to the fort to start. So if you want to do a legendary mission, you have to go back to the fort to start it. If you want to do... Um, Quick play in either Mission or Stronghold, you have to go back to Fort Tarsus. So those three options are locked out uh, at the end screen to start from the end screen. You have to go back to Fort Tarsus. Is that a, is that a confirmed bug, or is that just the way it's going to be? Uh, that's how it was when we played yesterday. So I don't, Interesting. I, don't know. I think the answer to that, Mike, is there's no way we would know if it's intentional or a bug. Well, if, it wasn't if, in we, the patch if we say it enough. If we say it enough, it becomes a bug, doesn't it? Uh, probably. <laughs> Isn't that how it works? All right, yes. number four. Um, fixed additional issues where the Titan Fireball projectile attack was hitting players when they successfully dodged. Hells to the yes. And I think we can it's all about standing time. ovation oh to this. Oh, my God. Because so we got destroyed so many times going, I totally dodged that. And Devin would look at us in shame. Going, I have to revive you again. You just dodge it. You just push just B. 
I'm like, what Devin? I always oh, dodge. dodge. <laughs> um, there are some new universal components. So interceptor is the best. A primer detonator icon in the cortex has been added to gear entries. And speech to text and text to speech has been added on all platforms. Those are some of the things that Steven finds important noteworthy or interesting. If you do want to go look at the uh, at the rest of the notes, go check them out. They're on um, the Anthem. There's page. also some stuff in the Forge that you can't change when you go out. Um, was it the weapon, Stephen? Or no? So it was you the... cannot change your appearance. You can only change your gear oh, right. and your weapons. You only change Just your gear, gear. weapons. You can't change what you look like. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and t- like. I'm going to go ahead and talk about this Doesn't a little matter bit. Matter so... what you wear. Cameron hey, Dayton. Um, I'm still I'm still talking. <laughs> no, you're done. Um, so, so Cameron Dayton. There, there are Come more on, things that you can so talk great. about on the. I'm I'm finishing this up. Um, there are more things you can talk about on the Anthem page at ea.com. Check them out. There's lots of things. Balance website websites. Balance adjustments. Gameplay stuff. Lots of things done. So, all right, Steve, you have some stuff to talk about about this ability to go into the forge. Okay, this this kind of frustrates me. So Cameron Dayton, he's like the lead narrative director on Anthem right now. Someone asked him, um, and I don't know if it was in jest or not, but he answered him. He They asked and said, hey, is there a reason, lore-wise, that we can now change our weapons in the field? Because it kind of takes Zoe and her forge out of the equation because we don't ever have to visit her. And Cameron said, um, the Arcanist just discovered magnetic pins hanging clips and pocket portals. And I, I asked Cameron, I was like, is this like, is this seriously canon or is this like a real lore like reason for this happening? Because it kind of blew my mind that he would just throw that out there. Because if you were or, to just, or are you in the break room just kind of playing around on Twitter? What, what I, is going on? Here? I am because I'm, I'm kind of concerned, like from a story perspective, doesn't it change like a ton of stuff? If you can just open a pocket portal anywhere, like, who opens the portal? How is the portal powered? Is it powered by Ember? Could I open a portal in Fort Tarsus where my javelin is and just have, like, weapons shoot through it so I don't even have to do any of the work? Like, load a bunch of cannons, open a pocket portal, and, you know, can I pull someone through a pocket portal and close it and cut them in half? Does this change, like, the whole restaurant delivery system when we can open up a pocket portal? Anywhere, I mean, there. This is like one of those things. Like, I mean, you say it, maybe it's in jest. He didn't respond to me. He responded to other people, but this. I mean, this takes like the Star Wars, um, um, sci-fi fantasy, and just kind yeah. of like, okay, now it doesn't even matter, right? We're pulling from different worlds. We can have pocket portals. I mean, even in Dungeons um, and Dragons, you have like a bag of holding and at least makes sense lore-wise in the world. Now you can just like, I don't know, just stick your hand through this thing. It's going to appear somewhere. Hopefully it's not into the vacuum of space and you suck all the air out of the planet. I don't know. For, but, uh, for those who have hung around with us for 83 episodes, you know that part of Steven's job is to drive from site to site in order to do what he does has a lot of time to think I, and, I, I really, and i can't imagine like no, I, like, like when he's I, listening to, to other things like like the conversations that go on in his truck when he's by himself it might be fun just to kind of bug it and um record some of his just i, I yell a lot because this is the kind of thing that i think about like julius in 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 I, the chat says hey they need to do it from a strider that's it Guess how many striders we have out in the field that we could just go fly over and change all that stuff. Ooh. That makes sense, right? Makes a lot of sense. 
I mean, Look, even just get, even just like pay him his money. Like a, even just like an explanation of like a collapsible like mini forge that you that was suddenly invented that you could use out in the field. That feels more plausible to me than this. Like I, I get what you're saying, Steve. It, it's like it's a it's a really weird like like world breaking piece of lore that he just dropped in there, where it like it, I. It would look like it's the kind of stuff that, like, if they had it in the story, it's kind of like if you put uh, cell phones like into a show like Seinfeld, none of the problems would happen if they had cell phones, right? So and it's, it, I mean, the Dominion, the Scar, they can all use portals. For some reason, we can't until now. We can use the Apple equivalent of a pocket portal, right? Who activates that? If you like, accidentally step into a pocket portal and your foot goes through it, and anyway, I'm done. I think we Good. have. I think we have followed <laughs> me, this, like, this rabbit down the if hole. A, if a tree when you falls were tweeting, I was like, "Because video game, that's that's why we can open it." Because video yeah. game, and that's what I was. That and, was my and, whole thing of why did that happen, and I was like, "Because hey, it's a video game." Well, and, that's, game. and that's fine. It is. It is a Bioware game, though, where they yeah. like to explain. I know, but they could the flesh mechanics. out the lore better before they just. Oh yeah, they they they, 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 throw they, it out. they definitely could have thought it out a little bit. Like like I said, there were more. I, I feel like there are better alternatives out there that they could have used instead of something that is really overreaching in right. terms and, of uh, the logic of the narrative that they built so far. And it's and, breaking the rules of its universe. I feel like. And like you said, Devin, and like Russ had said in the chat, you don't need to explain this because it's a video game. So don't give us an explanation. Just say it's a quality of life change. And that's it. You don't have to say, well, in the year LV392, Helen of Tarsus discovered she can just magically transport anywhere. And that's why we have this. Moving on. Um, (laughs) Moving on. So there have been some masterwork um, upgrades. We're going to read a couple of them here. They also apply to legendaries, just so you know. They also apply to the legendary. I don't know why they just put masterwork on there, but this also it carries right over to legendaries. Have you have you verified yeah. that? Have you looked? Yes. Cool. Like, right. So here are, here are a few here. <laughs> if they are your weapon of choice, congratulations, because they all seem to be good bonuses. So here you go. The retaliation of word. What is that word? Garrodus. Garrodus. I speak English. This is not the retaliation English. of Garrodus, which is a trajector trajector machine pistol. Bonus has increased from 200% to 400%. That sounds good. The Rolling Carnage Vengeance Shotgun increased bonus from 50% stacking three times to 83.33333% stacking three times. Which is That's a again, weird number. It has its reasons. It just happens, all right? It also um, only last- says 80% while you're in-game. So I don't know if this is... Don't worry too much about specifics, okay? The last stand, the Mauler Autocannon, the increased bonus from 200% to 225%. The Fist of Straw Cloud Burst Autocannon. Some of these are kind of tongue twisters. Increased bonus from 10% stacking 10 times to 16% stacking 10 times. Unending Battle Fulcrum Machine Pistol increased from 110% to 135%. Death from above, the Guardian Marksman Rifle, increased bonus from 65% to 235%. That's a lot of percents. Mm-hmm. Wyvern Blitz, the Deadeye Sniper Rifle, increased bonus from 40% to 185%. And those are some of the Masterwork slash Legendary Weapon increases that you will find out in the game. 
So do you guys um, do you so guys think like what was like what was the desire to change these specific weapons? Do you think this is just these are the weapons that aren't being used as much? So they say, okay, if they're not being used, it must be a damage thing. Because I couldn't tell you like of these weapons, like I think I know Death from Above. Death from Above has the explosion bonus on it, but like I'm I'm not seeing any like significant changes to like actual perks on a lot of the weapons, and I think that's actually what they need before we start doing like damage modifiers. I mean, mm-hmm. did you guys use any of these and were like, man, I wish this weapon did more yes. damage by 25%? Yes. Uh, I, I've i used them, but I never... I, I guess I'm not as um, critical and analytical of the numbers um, that show up. Because um, I've used the Wyvern Blitz. I've used that sniper rifle a few times. Death from Above was my um, primary for probably a couple weeks until I ended up getting um what was it the hand the uh heavy pistol that that's the two punch heavy pistol I've switched to that um so I've used I've used some of these I don't use a colossus so I've, I haven't played with the auto cannons the machine pistols I just I mean they could they could up those all kinds I I just don't like them but that's yeah. me that's... using two machine so, pistols using I, two machine I pistols yeah, I switched over so just because I'm working on the other stuff because now oh, everything's popping. On it. Yeah, all the all the weapon stuff is popping because it actually works now. And so I'm using two machine pistols that are just destroying everything that I've just had sitting there for forever. They're both cool. only masterworks, but because um, I haven't had any legendary machine pistols, um, but I found stuff drops when I'm using it more often. So. So uh, with Fist of Strahl, that's uh, that's what I use uh, in one of my well in my main Colossus build, and I'm glad they up well that they up to 16% stacking ten times, uh, because basically what ended up happening was that I ended up for a little while I would switch back to Rollner's Blaze, uh, the assault rifle instead of going with the auto cannon because a simple fact was is that that uh, that assault rifle and the fact that it also primed enemies by, you know, setting them on fire, like it made it a more preferable alternative. Like you took down shields faster, you took down armor faster. Uh, and even though the fist of straw can put out a lot of bullets, it just wasn't uh, shredding things as quickly as some of the alternatives. And um, I switched back to the fist of straw today when I played the sunken and it is much more, uh, it is like it, it does damage now. Like it gets the shields down quickly. Um, also uh, to kind of move on into the, uh, into our next topic here, I'm really happy that they fixed the, uh, uh, the flame wall, um, the, uh, the flame wall thing uh, in this new patch, basically it wasn't landing uh, on. And like, if you hit an enemy with your uh, firewall mortar, it wasn't like it wasn't spawning the actual firewall. It was just doing initial fire damage and then nothing was happening. And mm-hmm. as somebody who has a legendary uh, firewall mortal, well, mortar and I have been uh, using that because it's one of the few legendaries I have, uh, being able to attack an enemy directly and still get that like tactical advantage of creating a firewall makes it a lot more enjoyable. Because it's if you just before if you just hit an enemy, it was a very unenjoyable like heavy mortar, and that wasn't great. Now it it keeps its purpose. 
I think one thing I would like to see um, as the patch notes go forward, and this is constructive criticism for the team at Bioware, when I see changes like, you know, the last stand, autocannon, 200 to 225. I would like to have like just a little blurb from a developer, someone that's working on the balance of the weapons, explain why we're going at 25%, right? We saw that, you know, by doing this, X happens. Or we saw that 200 was too low, moving it up. We're just trying this for now to see how it feels. Kind of give us the why behind stuff like this. Otherwise, it's just kind of numbers. You know, and as we as we look at things like Wyvern Blitz, we're going to increase the bonus from 40% to 185%. Base stats, that sounds great. But then what happens when you start rolling them that have, you know, plus 300% damage on them? Then are you, like, overextending that? Because you're adding that um, inscription to it, which would be a great inscription to get on a legendary weapon. But, you know, what, what does it do then? I don't know how they're testing these. Um, I imagine that this might be something that's going to happen. When we get the, uh, what do they call it? The PFE, the player feedback environment. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I Blizzard does no, this so, when they... Uh, before you go on, Steve, I'm going to say, no, we don't need the explanations. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't think we need those. That's just, no, no. Veto. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to second that. Sorry, uh, I'm... Sorry man. Like, I, like what's, the, what's the purpose? Like, what do you want out of it? Because um, then... wants to know. Well, I, would, I understand that, but then, but then you start playing. Then the game isn't your own. All right, guys, we're changing this so that you can do this, this, and this. And like, there's, it's almost like this is how you should be using this weapon. Like, let me figure that out if I want to figure it out. I, um, I don't think it's, and, and I'm, I don't and think I'm, it's necessary. I'm I'm coming from a place of you know what I would like to hear like what is the the idea behind it. I mean this this game is whether they like it or not is going to be built on the feedback of of the players right now right so we're getting a player well, feedback environment that, but, which yeah. is but you the, don't give the kids the keys to the car and i'm not asking that trip. i'm just saying there, you know there's what? a lot of developers I, in the past that do that that give you okay we changed this because we saw this wasn't working as well it's not like they're going in super detail they're just giving you a brief reason why and like Bungie has done it, you know, Massive has done it. They, they'd say, okay, these things aren't working, so we're increasing it to this because we've noticed from our, all of our data this isn't doing as much damage as we'd like it to. And, I mean, it's as simple as that. Uh, from from my experience, though, like, I mean, like, at least in my point of view, I, I just feel like it just adds more work to, like, making these patch notes. Like, I mean, if it's, like, a couple of, like, a couple of, like, really big things, like, if they want to explain, like like, maybe, like, four or five things, out of a list of like twenty major changes, like I'm I'm good with that. Come on, ten but page like, patch it, notes. Okay, <laughs> but I will it's like shoot you in the foot. <laughs> it's, it's just like it, it. It's just like okay. Not only do I have to write a report that details every change I made, I have to explain my rationale for each of these things. I mean, you and, don't and think they're doing that anyway internally? They're doing that internally. So I mean, sure, why not? But the whole thing is that like, I mean, like. Aside from aside from like hardcore players uh, like us and you know certain well, some of our listeners and things like that, like if you like if you have like a 15, 16, 17 page uh, well pages of patch notes, like it's very unlikely. Like it's a lot of extra effort for something that not everybody is going to read. It's so some game changers got to eat that up. Put them videos it's out. Not, it's not an efficient 
use of effort in well in comparison to the amount of time that it takes. Um, I I would disagree with you. I mean, like playing World World Warcraft patch notes, where those would go on for like you could spend a whole day reading patch notes for that game, just because I mean they're oh yeah. This would be something like you said, JD. A lot of people may not care, but for people that are invested in the game, I would love to know why. Like you, like they think increasing the shield um, resistance on the storm from twelve to thirteen makes a difference. Like I would like to know that as a player. I would like to know. I mean, like I'm kind of a. I want that information. I want to be able to dissect. Okay, this is their. This is what they think the storm should be. It may not be what I think it is, but at least I know where they're coming from. At least I know why my um, chaotic rhyme shards suck damage-wise, right? If I'm expecting them to actually be viable from a damage perspective, and that's just not their goal with that item, I would at least like to know that. And I think a lot of people would. And a lot of people would just like never even look at the patch notes. I mean, there's people that don't even look at Twitter and don't even know like the state of what the game really is other than they really enjoy playing the game. So there's a huge wide swath of people. And I mean, this is, like I said, this is what the teams are doing anyway. They're, they've, they don't just change numbers just to change them, right? They're specifically yeah. well, I, going I, from 100 to 202.5. I think we're, we're coming, like Steve and I are coming from the Blizzard side of patch notes where that's like a big thing. Like, okay, hey, patch notes have been released today. Everybody scours the patch notes because those are, like Stephen said, you know, you can spend the day reading over those because it is information upon information, and they have people dedicated just for that information to to give it out to everybody because they, you know, the players really want to be able to plan what they're using. Why did why did this get nerfed? Why does this get a buff? You know, so okay, this is the new meta for right now and this season yeah, or whatever. I- I could see that being I could see that being a good idea for like certain like noticeably large changes, but I like I I feel like some changes uh, either due to like if you're regularly playing the game and you're familiar to that well familiar with the items in question sometimes it'll be obvious uh, sometimes like I just I just don't feel that it needs to be and well, every last thing needs to be explained. I, I think if they kept it to the the big primary changes, like if it's a minimal change, I like I don't really feel a need. But if they like all of a sudden like like to use the shield example from the storm, um, like if they jump uh, damage resistance from twelve percent up to like thirty five percent, you know, like I would expect to know why such a huge huge change because that raises raises a question in my mind. If it's like you know twelve to thirteen percent, in my mind, I would just go like. Okay, so they're tweaking it a little bit. Okay, like like fine tuning, fine tuning. You could just chalk it up to that. But if it's a big change, I yeah. could see a blur, but not on everything. That's that yeah. seems. I guess that's just. I mean, it, it's it's excessive from your side of not tuning it. Like where that one percent of, you know, in those games like WoW or Diablo, where that one percent is a is a big change because the tune, you know, of, of your build changes just off of those small percentages when you're trying to do the higher end top tier difficulties and, and runs. And so I guess it's a little different. I mean, for the system they have now, I, I can see how it doesn't really make sense because it, there's not really a way there's not a stat sheet or yeah, that stuff in say. game. Um, but eventually, I mean, that's, that's where we want it to go. I mean, at least that's where I want it to go where you can really build your, your character and really do a lot and make it unique and make it your own and have a large meta in the game where, Multiple builds are actually of use, and 
they, you know, I, w- I want the game to be deep and have more in it. So, I mean, that's, right. I guess we're kind of split. You know, Steve and I are on the uh, more details and Mike and JD uh, agree for, on, for something on the first time. Um, where... Surprise, <laughs> write this day down. Write it down. So there, there's been a lot of other changes, well, but we're not going to cover those because. I decided something else to disagree with JD. Okay. Right, so we're we're gonna skip these next changes because Mike and JD don't care, and we're gonna talk about a couple of the bugs that um, <laughs> that popped up. So we we logged on to They're do a couple gamers. things. All right, they don't care a lot. Right, <sighs> They're not, not, a real, not a real gamer. So we um, why not care? <laughs> there was there was a couple bugs. So we logged on, and Mike was like, "Hey, look, guys, I'm legendary." Turns out, Mike, you're not legendary. Turns you're out, there's legendary. some weird reason that visually. Our gear score is not. Sorry, I've got something like stuck in my throat here. Devin, you're gonna have to explain while I clear this out. Yeah, so the visual they have a visual bug for two different things where it just pretty much everybody on my friends list is a, is a legendary ranger, even if they're like 400. And so it's just something that's a known issue. They've got it on their report on their website where they, you know, you can go to the forums and, and sit, submit bug reports and stuff. To know an issue, just like the uh, gear score and information. So that was a little tricky because um, it's not specified whether it actually makes a difference. You know, so like we were they looking at our, gear score our items. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, when we were testing it, it, it didn't. But we, you know, I mean, there's a lot of items to test, so we didn't really go through everything. But because um, like our gear was dropping from like thousands down to like fifteen, and so we're like, what? the heck it's going on the hard damage like one of my weapons had four damage and it was a legendary weapon and i was like ah pretty sure that's not correct explain <laughs> that in the patch notes yeah so but give that's in the page, known issues pages on that that's a read i want to read give yeah. us more <laughs> stuff to read Don't give, <laughs> give us, us more stuff to read guys. give us more stuff to read please <laughs> we, we want all the deets all right, Fill all it the with numbers. so so one <laughs> but, thing i yeah, would go ahead Devin. Give us uh, numbers and tell that. us why pocket portals open up. That's a good question. Yeah. So one thing that they did give us to read was an update on the um, the roadmap that we're getting. So this came out from from Jesse. He posted this over on the Twitter on the Twitter on the Reddit. All right. The so he wrote, yeah, he wrote it. Twitter and the Reddit is all combined. So real quick, he says, oh. "Hey, hey, everyone! It's been ten weeks since it's been ten weeks since you looked at me." Um, since the early access release of Anthem, <laughs> while we have been quite publicly, we have been hard at work in the background and wanted to provide an update on the state of the game. So they released this and everyone flipped the F out because they said early access release and they thought that that meant that this game is still in early access. Whatever. Reading comprehension, people. Um, the past tech 10 weeks have gone by. These are kind of the updates that they're going to do. Patch 1.1.0. We talked about that. So Act 1 Calendar. They're going to have to delay some stuff. They're going to delay the mastery system, the guilds, the legendary missions, phase two, the legendary stronghold challenge, the leaderboards, some of the free play events, and Cataclysm. Pretty much they're delaying everything from this um, month, except for the sunken, into next month. Or we don't know exactly when. But it's going to be delayed until it's ready. They anticipated being able to get all this out because of the amount of bugs and other issues. They focused on those first which is probably a good idea to get those w- fixed before you start introducing other things that could break stuff. So all that stuff's being delayed. The Cataclysm, um, we don't know when it's going to come out. They're going to tell us more in May. 
Um, that's probably going to, I don't know if that's going to be something that's going to feature EA Play 2019 or not, but that's going to be delayed. Probably. So this is the thing that they put out on loot that they're going to reference to until we know more about loot. They said, we have heard your concerns around endgame loot. We agree that our loot and progression systems are awful. They didn't say that. Need to be improved, and we're working towards this. When we have more information to share, we will. Which, I don't know if, I don't know of a better way that they could have done this. Maybe just like post this multiple times a day so people don't miss it. Um, and then communication. They say a lesson we have learned is that we've been talking about things too early. There are so many factors that can cause us to pivot on our plans, whether it's bugs and stability issues, player feedback, or complications with the feature that require us to make more time to deliver it. Our goal is to tell you about new content and features once the work is closer to being done. At the same time, we want to provide more ways to get your feedback and for you to tell us what you think is fun or not fun. To facilitate this, we plan to introduce a player feedback environment, a PFE, an opportunity to get your feedback before we go live with major features in the short term for PC only. So I want to get your guys' thoughts on a PFE. I know a long time ago we talked about the ideas of a public test realm or a public test server, however they call it. An opportunity for people to go in, play the content, test it out, and, you know, give a little bit of extra QA quality, you know, to the patch before it gets pushed out. What are your thoughts, Mike, on having access to to, an, to a chance to play a game or to play the content before it gets released to you? It always gives the opportunity to definitely help out something that you are passionate in helping out and... And and hopefully, it puts a lot on on players. And sometimes players aren't the best example of how people should act in general. Um, but I'm not going to focus on that part. I'm going to focus on on this. Could be a great way to really um, put the game in a good spot if if the feedback that is given is constructive. And well, it doesn't even have to be like well written, um, but if it's but if it's stuff that really matters, then it could definitely go a long way to helping to helping Anthem progress to to what we all um, kind of really want in a game in a looter shooter. I I think I mean on paper it's a great idea, but there's a lot of things on paper that have been great ideas that have kind of turned out not so great. Um, I'm I'm positive I'm hopeful. I'm, um, I'm, I have a positive outlook on it. So, so hopefully it turns into something really, really good. Um, and doesn't, it doesn't go the other way. Um, like we know things can. Is it something you're interested in participating in personally? Oh yeah. I would definitely give it a shot. If, if given the opportunity, if given, if, if allowed to be a part of that. Um, not that again, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not all about the numbers like some of us here. But. Obviously, you're not. <laughs> you know, I but but I think I think I have an opinion. I play games. I think, um, and so yeah. I, I mean, I would voice my opinion, and and if nothing happened, whatever. And if something happened, you know, maybe I maybe I helped to steer the game in a positive direction. So, and that's all we can ask for, right? I mean, I mean, we we can't we can't think that everything that we say is going to be oh, this is what they said, so let's do this exact thing right now, exactly how they said it. Yeah, that doesn't we happen have to ever. Go in thinking that, yeah, that's not going to work, right? And, and we, shouldn't, we shouldn't expect that to happen. 
we shouldn't expect just because I say something, it's going to happen. So put your positive stuff out there. Talk about how you can change the game. Um, If there's things that are bad, go ahead and, and say they're bad and say why. Don't just say they're bad. Oh, legendaries don't drop for me. Well, what are you playing? I'm playing, you know, uh, free play on easy. Well, okay. <laughs> you know, it's pretty much impossible for you to get. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm not Dead playing. I, I give broken. my 2-year-old the controller while uh while I put it on free play to to get my hours. I'm like, uh-huh. "Okay, guys, you know, like like and I and I and I hope that everybody would be sensible about, about, about this. <laughs> You're hoping for funny things. I know, and but you want to be. This is your first time on the internet. <clears throat> I I I tend to stay off the internet for this reason. So I have, I have numbers if you I want to look little, at them. I don't want to. I don't want numbers in patch notes. So Devin, are you going to participate in this thing? Because I I'm going to put money down that ninety percent chance that. If you participate and you earn stuff in this um, PFE, that will not carry over to your main account. Heck yes, I'm going to participate as long as I can sign up, you know, and they don't restrict it to, say, game changers or those kind of things. <clears throat> but because um, we're not game changers. so No, we're not. Uh, no, uh, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I love to do that kind of stuff. I do that for... Diablo. I do that for Sea of Thieves. Um, I've done that for Halo multiple times and uh, with different things that they're doing. I've done that for Xbox. You know, so I, I'm all about doing the early testing to help them out. You know, I'm more than happy to uh, help them test their game and, and improve it. I don't, uh, you know, I don't know how it could go wrong. As Mike was kind of worried about that. I mean, these. Did, did you just say I practice. don't know how it can go wrong? Yes, I mean, these have been in in practice for a long time, and it's real simple. You play the content, and you find things that are broken, and then they fix it before they put it out. And they look at all the numbers and say, okay, some of these changes that we made didn't work, so we're not going to make those. And they update that, and then you start over again and keep playing it. And, I mean, it's a lot of starting over, and hopefully, you know, when they play it, like, they'll give you – you know, I guess that could be the way it goes wrong. If you have to start over from zero and level up to 30, that would suck. Um, if you have to do that every single time, but hopefully they're like, okay, we're going to put your javelin at level 30 and you know, you have just some gear that you can start with, uh, that's got you at like an epic, you know, or most of the way to masterwork javelin. But, um, I, you know, this is something I wanted for the game for a long time. And, um, for me, it's a, it's a no brainer. Like this is something they should have. And, there's only so much that their team can test, right? There's only so much that they can do. But this also means that time between updates is going to be a little bit longer because you have to give, you know, some time for the players to that are in the PFE to um, actually play the content and be able to report on it and, and get back to them. So um, I hope with that PFE they include good uh, feedback tools, you know, so I don't have to – just go right back to the forums and be like, okay, here's my issue. Or if I can be like, okay, this play session, you know, these are the issues and what did you experience? And they look at all the data and then we can point out any bugs and stuff. Um, I really like the sea of thieves. Uh, they send you information and, and um, questionnaires and after each play time, they have specific play times for what they're doing, but it's going to be a little bit different, you know, for, as far as Anthem, I'm guessing, but 
there's lots of ways they can go. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they let in. All right, so this week we had a stream. This was the stream that got canceled last week because someone cut a cable, um, giant fiber cable. I imagine these cables are like one foot thick, just full of like light and electricity. So that was very dangerous for that person that accidentally cut that. So um, I want to get a fill of the room. How many of you watched the stream? I did. JD, you did not? Uh, you know, I started to watch it. The uh, yes or no answer, JD. Well, I, I, I watched like the first 10 minutes. I watched, okay. but then like, honestly, the Twitch chat got so toxic that you watch I it just, with the chat on. I just do full screen. I mean, I was, uh, I, I was just, I was watching it on my phone and I didn't know how to get the chat off of my phone. Turn and the phone sideways. Honestly. Yeah. I was just kind of like, okay, you know what? Like. I don't really want to deal with this right now. And I just haven't gone back to watch it. So. I understand. Mike, did you watch it? No. Okay. I, I missed it. I missed it. I was at work. So um, just real quick, high level stuff. This was a stream solely focused on the design and the philosophy of the sunken, which is a super cool idea. I think it would be cool if they released um, videos that covered de- design philosophy of the whole game that got to showcase the developers that worked on this stuff that got to work on the sound got to work on um, environmental design the sunken has some of the coolest looking environments that we have it's visually it's my favorite stronghold easily i'm not saying that the others are bad but this one is just so different from what we've seen that i don't mind going into this stronghold because i think the play area is very fun to fly around in it has some cool visual things to it and I think the the layout of the rooms are really well done. They stream this, um, and I think they made a grave mistake by streaming this and deciding not to focus on any of the issues that the chat had. So chat's main issue was loot. Um, we talked about well, that a lot at the beginning of the show. They say that again, Devin? So Jesse kind of, he put like a nine or so tweet you know thread going and about that kind of stuff and he wants to talk about that but there's some things that they're in flux like the loot that he just can't talk about right now because it's in flux and you know he he specifically mentions that like oh you know there's trying to pull up questions that have to do with what we're able to talk about on the stream and it was really hard there's a lot of questions about things that i couldn't talk about and uh he really wants to and, and one of the things he admitted was you know uh, going dark and not really talking and communicating was a mistake. And so he says, from now on, if I have to do that, you know, I'm going to let people know and I'm going to tell them why, you know, because people were freaking out about it and those kind of things. So if you haven't read those, it's, it's like nine or six, nine or ten tweets um, from the community manager. And he goes over some of this information about how he, he wants to talk about all these things. And there's stuff they want to talk about. But again, they came up with that same problem of talking about things too early. Um, you know, and so then it became more issues because they talked about it and then things didn't work out. And then there was more issues because people were like, well, you already told us about this. None of this is happening. And so they're trying to be more cautious, but at the same time, keep communication open and try and get it more focused on specific topics. And sometimes they're just not going to be able to talk about what we want. So. And and I think one of the things like Russ had said in the chat, set the expectation of what this stream is going to be. 
we all assume that, you know what, these streams have been pretty, they were consistent for a while until after the Strider article, that they were talking about the game and the state of the game and where they were going forward. If you put out just a message saying, hey, this is focusing on the stronghold, the design of the stronghold, and the people that put it together. These are the things that we're not covering right now. I think if you set that expectation ahead of time, you are actually able to facilitate what kind of questions you're going to get. Hey, we want questions about this. One of the one of the main issues was this was supposed to be out before we got our hands on the stronghold. It turns out that, you know what, it might have just been a better idea to cancel the thing because we've already had hands-on. And at that time, it's old news, right? We've gone through it. We played it. We know you don't really need to show us something that we've already played. Well, and if, if you hadn't played it, there was a ton of spoilers, obviously, because they're going over, like, how to combat, you know, the different things and how to solve the puzzles that are in there. So mm-hmm. it was definitely super spoiler if you had not already played it. Which that was to me was like I don't I don't want to watch them play through this because I want to experience it, you know. Right, was, and and, and I shut it off because I started watching it and I'm like I'm just gonna go play this when I get off of work. So I turned it off, got to play Stronghold, experience it for myself first time, and then went back the next day and listened to the stream. Um, I didn't miss much in the stream. So they need to stop doing the live streams, in my opinion. Let's put out some curated videos, pre-record. Ask your questions on Twitter, pull questions from Twitter, record it, and let's move on. There's no reason that we need to continue live streaming. I think it's a waste of time. It's causing developers um, huge headaches when they can't answer questions that are obviously being spammed on chat. Should they answer questions about loot? I would love them to. They're not ready yet. You know going in, that is going to be the question that's asked. Don't put yourself in that situation where you have to dodge, right? I mean, regardless of the situation, I feel like the big thing Bioware needs to do, and I, I think that they are really, really not succeeding in this front, is they need to do something to control the narrative. They are sidestepping everything. They are not confronting anything. They've made, they made one statement that did not really address uh, the effects of the Shire article uh, or any of the follow-ups to that. They have not made any statements about it, refute, let them properly refute anything, or even like take details and spin them in a way that, again, controls the narrative. They just keep ignoring it. And while they are ignoring it, it is spinning out of control because the people who are controlling it are, well, basically overly, well, overly toxic uh, fans right now and sensationalist uh, journalists, sensationalist YouTubers. And it, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. They need to make some kind of statement. They need to say something and address this and take control of their own narrative right now because it, it's the, the, the toxic narrative around it has only been building. It's snowballing at this point. And if they don't do something soon, it's just going to, it's just going to be bad. All right. So let's actually talk about the stronghold itself. Mike, I know you haven't been able to dive into it yet just because of work and of baseball and soccer and all the stuff that's going on. Do you mind if we go into spoilers here? I do mind. Would you right. mind? I would not mind. I actually, I don't have a huge issue with spoilers right, unless it's like uh, Avengers <laughs> Endgame. But um, so let's not spoil that. But I would, I would like to talk about the sunken. 
And and I and I really need to get a read on you because sometimes you do that thing where you like your mind, but you really don't mind, and then you can do continue to do it for five minutes. So this I is where you talk it. on our audio show. I haven't played it. I haven't had a chance to play it. Go ahead, talk okay. about it. It Thanks. doesn't bother me at all. Awesome. Whatever, Devin. I want to get your like. If you would like to audition to be on the Freelancer Codex podcast, please send me. <laughs> It's actually not that hard, Devin. I want to get your Free thoughts. I want to get your thoughts on the uh, on the stronghold. Uh, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I do like the environment. It is uh, so the environments are big, but it also kind of feels empty. So we have empty these encounters like in these right large now. areas, um, you know, and they're fun encounters. But it's just like there's not there's nothing else there. It's kind of it's. Makes me sad because you can't go there unless you're doing the stronghold. And when I have looked around, there's not. I mean, I'm hoping for secrets and other things, and that that's not there. At least that I've found, or that I've seen that anybody else has found. Um, I do like the gameplay mechanics and the stuff that's going on is is fun. Um, I, I it's not very hard. Um, yeah, overall, I had a really good time. It's really cool. Uh, aesthetic going on with the whole map and the final boss was a lot of fun um to fight so yeah, i had a good time i, I I'm really could do more i i really like this encounter i actually like it for some of the reasons that you don't like it it's weird that we can have different opinions on things and have a interesting conversation without attacking each other that's weird so i i enjoy this encounter more because there's less there's less it seems like there's a lot less flying around than the other strongholds I feel like you're in combat more often and that's kind of, you know, what you like to do in the game. You like the gunplay is good. Um, the action is fun. So you want to be it in more instead of flying around, you know, trying to get from point A to point B. I really like the tube system that they have in this. Um, the stronghold really is centered on this giant shaper relic, which I think is a really cool idea. It's like this whole thing takes up this vast facility that you're in. Um, I think the, the, the fury, the boss at the end, um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it. I, I really like its design compared to its, um, little cousin, I guess, but I was hoping for something a little bit larger, a little bit bigger, but maybe, I mean, this is, this is our first outing for a new stronghold. It's been about 70 days since the game release. If we continue with this cadence, you know, I feel like you'd be able to, if they keep releasing them this way. There's always going to be something to look forward to. I don't think this was too short of a time. Um, you know, I think it was a, a decent amount of time to get something out like this. And just, I look to the future and it says, you know what? We can do a lot more of these. And the game is just going to continue to grow. And it's going to continue to grow. The new loot system gets put in place. And, you know, we're going to have better incentive to go do a specific stronghold. It's just going to, you know, it's going to be better in the long run. I love that they've got those barnacle things hanging off the walls that look like they're giant teeth monsters. Like those are super interesting. I want to know, like, I mean, it's just a cool looking environment and it might be because it is new. It might be because, you know, okay, this is the first time we're seeing something that looks like this in Anthem. So I've got, you know, rose colored glasses on or whatever, but I really enjoy it. I mean, I like the design. I like the flow and I'm excited to see what else they do in the game. I'm really excited about yep. that. I'm excited to jump in with Mike and spoil all the super awesome things that happen in the game. So that's super exciting. JD, have you been able to dive in to the to the sunken cavern, sunken cave, sunken cell? 
Yes, uh, I played it just a couple of hours ago after I got home from work. I got to try out uh, some of the changes that they made to the Colossus uh, gear and weapons in the latest update. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I was playing on Grandmaster 1 uh, because I really just wanted to experience it uh, kind of quickly. Uh, like, just in case, like, because it's, it's new... Uh, I wanted to kind of like get an idea of what it was like before I like start up being the difficulty and, you know, really challenging myself. But um, that being said, it was kind of a fast experience. I do agree that there was, uh, there seemed to be more combat encounters than uh, other uh, strongholds, but I really liked how different it was. Um, I liked the, uh, like, I'm just a big fan of, Anything like aquatic, uh, I've said on the show before that my favorite DC hero is Aquaman, unironically. And yeah, like any kind of, uh, like, especially the setting for the uh, the final battle there is just, it's just awesome. It just feels good. It just, uh, it was such a unique and nice change from some of the other environments that we've seen in Anthem, uh, especially since it kind of gave that kind of like, kind of beach feel almost uh i just really enjoyed it and i like the boss fight too i really people i heard people complaining about that before i played the stronghold and i didn't have any problem with it so i don't know what they're on about but hey it's the internet very cool i think we're going to end the show with an email from one of our bosses patron gareth mike will you read this email from gareth please you guys are so lame just kidding it doesn't say that <laughs> hey that's guys. the end of the email Still loving the podcast. It's my number two listen right now. Behind the crate and crowbar. But way ahead of the other ten I listen to on my weekly commute. I actually downloaded Crate and Crowbar. And it's a good podcast. I enjoyed it. I'm going to interrupt you as many times as I can, Mike. So, just FYI. (laughs) One question I had for you is, do you think Anthem would have reviewed differently if the expectation and description was different? For example... Imagine Atham was released as a shorter two-hour Bioware game, but with the option of co-op for missions. To give them a break, let's say you start with the state it's in now. For me, it makes a fantastic single-player game with great acting, with a few oddities, and awesome gameplay, especially compared to the Mass Effect series. Add to that a co-op fun, which lets you mess about and redo missions with friends. This way... Anything they add is a bonus to add longevity and not a failure for Endgame. What do you think? Keep up the great work. JD, we'll let you go first, and then we'll we'll all compile our thoughts on this. Uh, well, uh, I mean, personally, I, I would like this. Um, I mean, well, not all of it. Um, I don't think it, it should be released as a shorter two-hour Bioware game. Um, I, I do think, um, a lot of what he suggests, uh, in this email, uh, really just comes across as some of the things that they should have done, um, in regards to the narrative and Anthem, um, the co-op, like the co-op should have extended the cutscenes. Um, it's very much not there. Um, honestly, the ability to freely redo missions would have been amazing. Um, almost every... Uh, like every Mass Effect game has a new game plus mode. I would like to see a new game plus mode in Anthem where you keep all your gear, you keep your javelins and everything like that, but you're able to play through the story again 
and you know see different choices because that was like the big thing is that like i didn't want to go through leveling up everything all over again in mass effect or uh in dragon age although that's not quite new game plus it's something similar though um i i would have liked to uh I, i do agree it's a fantastic single player game uh it has some really great acting in it um, I have major concerns and problems with how they handled Act Two of the Critical Path, uh, and the gameplay is better than any other uh, Bioware game that's come before. But I would like being able to redo the missions with friends and actually have your friends make some of the decisions and participate in the cutscenes uh, like they did in Star Wars: The Old Republic. I feel like that would have been a really good way to add longevity uh to the game because it's like i would love to experience like the story again but like with my friends like i like have somebody like have one of my party members like all of a sudden like make a crazy uh decision like the way you could do in star wars the old republic so um i guess it's just a lot of wishful thinking that i i agree with i I agree with quite a bit Devin, do you have Thoughts? Do you have feelings or emotions you can't explain? Mm, um, I mean, I've put close to 300 hours into Anthem, so I, I mean, for a two-hour game, I mean, that's a lot of hours, but um, yeah, no, I think I don't know if it would work in shorter things. I guess if it was just story, sure. Um, I mean, because it, it took me Three days, or we started what on a Friday? On a Friday, I think. Yep, started started on on a Friday, Friday, and I didn't finish with the critical path until Monday afternoon. Granted, I wasn't just doing the critical path, but I was doing everything else that was going along with it. So there was there was a lot of stuff in there. Um, yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's definitely issues at launch because you know. They gave us at on PC, which a lot of people reviewed from the like a three, two or three week old build. It had a lot of bugs that had been fixed and caused issues, and you know just kind of went from there. But um, I think honestly, if it wasn't ready, it would have been better off. You know, obviously it wasn't ready, but I think it would have been better off if they said, okay, you know, we want to push this out, but we want to give people a chance to play it and help improve it. You know, and we're going to do do this as early access. And we know that's disappointing, but the game's just not ready to be, you know, up. it's not up to our standards, right? I mean, I think that things would have been better for them had they have done that and changed that narrative in a way where they could, you know, yeah, get a little black eye because it's like we didn't meet the deadline. We can't meet it. And obviously EA, you know, and, and their stockholders would be upset. But in the long run, that would have been so much better for Anthem and for everybody that was playing it. Because you could have jumped in in early access and uh, and all these issues would be, you know, not a big deal. It's early access. We're helping them make it better, you know. Um, and a lot of people are like, okay, well, I'm just going to wait, you know, and my pre-order is still good, you know, and they, and they can fix that. And, and I'll catch it later when it's when it's ready to come out, you know, at the fall of this year or, or you know, whatever. So um, I don't think a two-hour thing would have worked. But I think they should have definitely gone a, a different direction, and I mean they they had to make a tough choice, and they to me they went the wrong direction. Um, I still love it; I still have a great time, and I'm gonna you know I'm here for the journey and the long haul. But 
I think it, it would have worked out so much better had they just made the hard choice and and said, look, you know, it's not ready. And we need to put this as early early release or early access so people can help us make it better. Journey before destination. Well, Gareth, we appreciate the email and thanks for being one of our awesome patrons to the show. We really, really appreciate it. And again, if anyone wants to join that awesome list of people, they can do that at patreon.com slash freelancer codex and you can help us keep the light on and pay for Mike's uh, medical bills. Um, until next time, freelancers, we really appreciate you all sticking with us through the show. I mean, this is something that we 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 all enjoy the game. We love the game. Sometimes it's hard being the person that has to defend it constantly against people that don't really care about it. And sometimes you just feel like you have to defend your honor, I guess. So we really appreciate you. Appreciate everyone in the Discord. Come join our Discord. You can find all the links to that at freelancercodex.com where we have all of our shows and all of our good stuff. So until next time, freelancers, there's a shaper storm on the horizon. And we'll see you on the other side. Peace. Later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at Never Fear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work.